everyone. Welcome to the Good Girl Confessional Podcast. I am your host, Sandy Lowrys, and the Good Girl Confessional Podcast is proudly brought to us by WB40. Women Beyond 40, a platform for women 40, 50, 60 and beyond who are talking about all the things other people think are taboo. You can join us at WB40.com. Before I begin today's podcast, I would like to pay my respects and acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded, which is the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. And I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and pay homage to their ancient culture of storytelling. Today in the podcast, if you love true crime, you are really going to love our next guest. She is an Australian crime writer. She has an extraordinary debut novel. Her name is Nikki Mottram and her novel is Crow's Nest. This is a riveting read from front cover to back cover. She writes about an extraordinarily strong woman in the child protection kind of area. Really fascinating because in real life, Nikki Mottram has a background in psychology and works in the field of child protection herself. Um, Nikki lives in Toowoomba in Queensland. And this book, of course, is set in Toowoomba and a town called Crow's Nest. Um, This is so riveting that Nikki has a second to this book coming out soon. This one has just been released um, and her second book, Kalani, is due to be released next year. Please welcome to the podcast, the delightful Nikki Mottram. Hey there. When Sandy's not interviewing kick-ass women, she's hanging out with me at Alex the Seal, a podcast about music and nostalgia. I'm Joe Pipus, and each episode, Sandy and I talk about all the songs that got us hooked up, knocked up, and broken up. Do yourself a favour and search Alex the Seal on your podcast app. Love you, Molly. Nikki, and welcome to the Good Girl Confessional Podcast. How are you today? I'm good, Sandy. I'm really good. How are you? I am very good. So you're up in sunny Queensland. I am. And it's... I would like to say I'm down here in sunny Melbourne, but it's absolutely <laughs> freezing today. Really? Is it really? It's freezing. It... Wow. What what temperature is it? Um, well, it says it's 17, but it feels mm. like 12. Oh, and um, But last week was 38 degrees, so you know, what can we oh, say? Melbs, hey? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the seasons. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me. I want to say, first of all, congratulations. I'm holding it up for those that can mm. see it on your beautiful book. This is incredible. Um, It's called Crow's Nest, um, Small Town, Big Secrets. It's riveting from the word go. So anybody who likes a bit of a mystery or true crime will really love this book. Um, Congratulations on writing. It's it's phenomenal. Thanks, Sandy. And I love it. It's lovely to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I couldn't actually put it down. Um, and so, yeah, it was really good. So love it. I don't want to give too much away about this book because we really want people to rush out and buy it because it's pretty amazing. Um, but I wanted to talk to you about, first of all, how it is that you came to write the novel because you've got a really fascinating background. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I'll let you jump in. Let's talk about that for a bit. Yeah. Well, I'd always wanted to write a novel, um, 
But with this one, I, you know, I was, I think really the seed of it came around when I was sitting on the train um, reading a coronial inquest to a 30-year-old murder, basically. Um, and I'd been at work all day and, you know, I'd been reading and, you know, reviewing cases all day. And I was still kind of reading this report by 7.30 and my partner at the time said, you know, what are you doing? And <laughs> I just kind of said, I like, I just so engrossed in this case and I just can't put it down. Um, and at that point, I just finished writing a manuscript, but it was my first attempt. So it wasn't particularly good. Um, and I was a bit sort of, where do I go from here? And he sort of said, well, maybe you should think about writing crime for your next novel. And, you know, yeah, that was just such a good idea. And I went, you know what, that's, that's a great idea. God, I love that. And Mm. it's kind of fascinating because you work in an area of child protection. I will say that, um, and I'll give them a shout out. I have the pleasure of working with some really amazing women over at the, the, you know, um, the women's legal service of Victoria, Mm -hmm. where they deal in, of course, family violence and child protection as well. Um, it is an extraordinary area to be working in, but Mm. sometimes a really traumatic area, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, I, straight from uni, I guess I started in child protection. And so I did um, frontline work for about 10 years. Um, And then kind of when I was about 30, I got into more of an administrative side of it. So since then, I've done largely case review, which is a bit of a step back um, from the frontline work, but, you know, it still has its moments of difficulty. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, there's a lot of vicarious trauma, I think, Mm. um, in these sort of areas and even regardless of the role that you play. Yes. um, You know, I know myself even of hearing about cases or reading cases that, you know, and then you realise, oh, this is real and this is going on in the world. Yeah. You know? Yes. Um, It's quite extraordinary. Yeah. That's why I think, um, yeah, you know, good supervision is so important when you work in these kind of roles. And I've always been really lucky. Um, I mean, an incredibly supportive and tight knit team at the moment. And so, you know, it's just been, yeah, I've been very lucky. So if you're going through something difficult or you're finding something difficult, there's always people to talk to about it. Yeah, which is so great. It's Mm. so great to hear. And I do think that's important as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, I love that you kind of wove your working career, your, your, you know, your life. Yes. Um, through this, through yeah, this yeah. book. It's yeah. quite fascinating to me. I wanted to say for those that are yet to read the book, which has just recently come out because, you know, rush out and get it, believe me. Um, but what I really um, found fascinating from a writing perspective is that you live in the town mm-hmm. that you have based the book in, which of yes. course is? Crow's Nest. Well, the, the, so I live in Toowoomba, which mm-hmm. is which is where Dana is kind of has a base and she goes out and works in crow's nest. So yes, I live in Toowoomba. <laughs> so, I <wanted> to, <laughs> so I wanted to know what the reaction has been from, um, from Toowoomba, from the people living there and yeah. to see a, a novel that's based, you know, literally based in the town where they all live yes. um, because some of this stuff is very gritty in this novel yeah. as well and some of the characters are quite interesting. Yes. Yeah, I think so far people have just been really excited really. Um, they've really enjoyed kind of reading a book which mentions places that they go to frequently and 
and settings they're really familiar with. So, you know, people have just been really excited so far. And, um, you know, I had a baby and a toddler when I started writing this book. So it was just really important to me not to have to do too much research, to be honest. So, you know, I set it in a place I was incredibly familiar with um, just to make it easier on myself. I think that's so clever, but also mm. kind of fascinating as well. <laughs> do you think that the people like, you know, around you, like people living in Toowoomba, do you think when they read this novel, some of them will be like, hmm, I wonder if she was talking about me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very possible. Um, but, you know, yeah, as we all know, I guess crime and, you know, that can happen anywhere and child protection services, you know, operate across the country in any demographic. So yeah, I mean, this is a story that could have happened anywhere. I just really, and I also, I love the fact that Crow's Nest had such an atmospheric and kind of evocative name. So I always thought that'd be a fabulous name for a crime novel. It's, it is a fabulous name, but also too, um, I felt like I was there when I was mm -hmm. reading. So you're very descriptive, which is really fantastic. And, um, you know, you really, really do take the reader into these towns. I felt like I was really there. And I had no idea until I read this novel that Toowoomba has like, is basically like full of gardens and, yes. you know, reading that in your <laughs> book about all these sort of gardens and the descriptions of those gardens led me to then go, oh, I'm going to go Google Toowoomba. Mm, and uh, I went, exciting. oh, look at that. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah we have um, some beautiful parks here. Um, you know, we're known as the kind of flower town and we have the carnival of flowers every year, which brings a huge amount of tourism into the town. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm kind of fascinated by the whole, you know, true crime genre. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm a huge fan of true mm. crime and I yes. listen to a lot of podcasts and I love reading a good crime book yep. um, novel, but I'm just fascinated to, to hear your opinion on this. Why do you think it seems to attract more women yes, this I genre know. than it does men? It's a fascinating topic. I know I have thought about that a lot and I've often thought about why, you know, why I'm so attracted to it really. Um, honestly, I think on some subconscious level, maybe women are trying to prevent it happening to themselves a little bit. I think, I honestly kind of think you always bring it back to yourself a little bit and just, and, and, you know, I guess you're trying to learn things about people that you can pass on to your friends and your family and children about, you know, about the world and, perhaps what kind of people not to hang around with. And yeah, I think it teaches us a lot of lessons. Yeah. I find it really fascinating that I, and, and in some ways a little bit sad and bleak that mm. as women, I do think we're trying to arm ourselves mm, with as much yes. knowledge as we can Definitely. to keep ourselves safe. And it's funny because my partner said, what is it about women and true crime? And yeah. I said that, exactly that to him. Mm. I feel like we are trying to just know yeah. what we're up against, yes. who's out there. And maybe yeah. through listening to some of these podcasts, we might find ourselves in a situation where you go, oh, I know, right. this, I know Red what's going to happen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah it's kind of, it is fascinating. Mm, I mean, it is. And it seems to have cropped up. I mean, of course, there's always been crime novels. There's always been um crime we've seen on television, you know, docos, etc. But it seems to be this extraordinary genre, like perhaps since the rise of podcasts, mm. that um it, it's just everywhere, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean with the Lynette Dawson case, you know, people across the country were just, you know, riveted by it and following and 
just really hoping and praying to get some justice for her. So that was just absolutely. so exciting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And for those that don't know what we're talking about, it's uh, it's an extraordinary podcast called The Teacher's Pet. Um, and because of that podcast, obviously, they reopened a cold case and they actually have arrested um, Lynette's husband. Mm. Um for them for her murder and it, it was just it's just such a fascinating podcast to listen to mm. um but it's a really interesting one as well because you know because the podcast was out there it could have actually gone the other way you know in yeah, terms of the true. court case where they were yeah. saying how do we get people who are unbiased because this is such an extraordinary podcast in terms of listenership like yes it had such an extraordinary mm. listenership yes um and went global right yeah people yeah. around the world were listening to mm. it yeah, incredible. Yes. Um, the other one I've actually had, like um, Sally Layden on this podcast, who of mm-hmm. course her mother is the subject of um, the Lady Vanishes, which is right. the Channel Seven podcast, Marion mm-hmm. Marion Barter, right. um, which has had I think over eight million wow downloads. Yeah. Or something. I haven't Isn't caught up with six, that one yet. Yeah, so I'll have to, it's called yeah. the Lady Vanishes, right? Because of the podcast, again, they've had to actually mm. they finally opened this cold case, and it is now the subject of uh, a an inquiry, mm, mm-hmm. which um, they're yet to pass down the findings. Wow. That inquiry, but yes. quite phenomenal. Yes. So I, I, it's, it's the power of that, I think. Yes, definitely. That's right. With so many people getting behind it and, um, you know, you can really kind of possibly enact justice after so long. I think people get excited by that. Yeah, no, I think that's really true. Mm. Um, you've kind of professed, I'm going to, re- I'm going to read it. I've got questions here that I really want sure. to ask you because I think yeah. they're quite important. Yeah. Um, but you've got a real interest in miscarriages of justice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that clearly comes through in this book mm-hmm. um, where you talk about, you know, I guess flawed human beings in, in police services, yeah. um, flawed investigations that go on. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, I think, I feel like it was a bit more of an issue in the 90s Mm. Uh, and I feel like the policing service has, and, you know, all the services around the police have kind of learnt from that a little bit now and, you know, if something like that happens these days, they send out a task force and they kind of get straight onto it because they know how expensive and horrible and tragic it is for everyone to have to do three inquests and just how awful that is. So I do feel like it's a bit of, you know, something that was more relevant in the night. Hello, Sandy here from the Good Girl Confessional podcast. The Good Girl Confessional podcast is proudly brought to us by WB40, a platform for women 40, 50, 60 and beyond. Thank you so much for watching this video. If you'd like to see the rest of the video, please head over to WB40.com and subscribe to WB40 Extra. By subscribing to WB40 Extra, you're helping to support the hard-won wisdom of incredible women. So thank you. Please remember to like, share and follow.